Welcome back to Inspired, a production of Interfaith Voices. I am your guest host this week, Kimberly Winston. We've been talking with religion reporters about the stories they did in 2021 and why. Now it's time to talk about the official top religion story of the year, as identified in a poll of the Religion News Association's members. There were 30 candidates to vote for, everything from China's treatment of the Uyghurs to Pat Robertson's retirement from the 700 Club. You can see the entire list on our website, www.interfaithradio.org. So, the top religion story of the year, as voted on by the members of the Religion News Association, is the attempted insurrection at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, 2021. Was it also a politics story? Yes. Was it also a law enforcement story? Oh, yes. But to find out why religion reporters named it as the most important, significant religion story of the year, I return to the Washington Post's Michelle Borstein. Now, I want to ask you about your top pick, which was January 6th. A lot of us religion reporters ended up writing something post-January 6th about, you know, the religion emblems, imagery. I wrote a story. A bunch of people wrote a story. We all wrote something. Now, you wrote a story that I had, you know, I'm just going to say it, it knocked my socks off. It, it really did, because while the rest of us were looking at this as, look at the Christian nationalists, and what does this tell us about Christian nationalism and its place in the country? The story you wrote in July about it was, what does this say about, I think there's a quote in the story about Lone Ranger Christianity. Individualized religion. Yeah. Yes, this individualized religion. So that struck me as, okay, I didn't see this come out from anybody else, and mm-hmm. I thought it was particularly perceptive. What did your reporting tell you that January 6th displayed, illustrated about the way we do religion in America in 2021? It took me a little while to learn about the people at Capitol that day. So I tried to dig into as many people as I could. I mean, they just had such an individualized kind of religion. It was not about, for the most part, anything connected to a church or, you know, it doesn't mean that there were some points that there were people that did go to church, but several of them were creating their own churches, basically. Mm -hmm. Like one of them envisioned herself as a pastor in kind of this like individual way, not in a church. And then one of them already had like a kind of a YouTube channel where Mm -hmm. he had preaching and Sunday services and did music and stuff like that. Point is, people are kind of making their own practices what they want them to be. There's really no sort of checks and balances on them, which you didn't really have you know, I mean, there were there were some pastors there, I think, here or there, but no, like, big leaders, none of Trump's faith advisors. It was just kind of a grassroots kind of free-for-all, spiritually speaking. And I think the country's a little bit like that right now. Javed Kaleem at the LA Times picked January 6th as his top story, too. Here's why. That insurrection packed so many components of America at once into one event, so to speak. And religion was part of that. There was the God and Trump flags, but you know, there there are people doing prayers. 
actually praying, uh, uh, you know, for the success of this this um, this attack uh, and the new day that they were looking for in in the country. And there's recordings of that, of course. I was at once surprised by that. I was at once not surprised because as a religion reporter, I think many of us, whether we wrote about it or not, followed the Trump presidency and his two campaigns and the really racially and religiously kind of coded aspects of it, the rise of Christian nationalism and and, and such. Um, so if you're looking at that, then you weren't so surprised by those images on January 6th. But if you weren't looking at that, then it probably caught you off guard. After the insurrection on January 6th, reporters chose the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan as number two, while the Mississippi and Texas challenges to Roe v. Wade in the Supreme Court came in third. Also in the top 10 were the election of the second Catholic president in American history, declining religious attendance, and the discovery of hundreds of unmarked graves at church-run schools for First Nations children in Canada. The pandemic's changes to religious practice ranked number seven, a drop from the number one spot last year. So those were the religion stories that occupied us this year. What will religion reporters be covering in 2022? Every one of the reporters we asked had a different answer. Here's Michelle again from The Post. Roe is overturned. I mean, a lot of people don't consider that a religion story. You know what I mean? They, they put it in some other category. We understand the lives of people before, during, and after birth, and that matters to us. I stand in solidarity with my sisters in Mississippi and Texas, and I demand for the Supreme Court to operate in the same spirit as is instructed through the Bible in Deuteronomy 16:19. You shall not pervert justice. You shall not show partiality. You shall not accept a bribe, for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and subverts the cause of the righteous. We are the righteous. It's what's good and evil. They always chant, my body, my choice. But I b- firmly believe that that is another body that you have to protect. That That is a form of you, but that is a different body. You have to protect that. If they don't want them, there are many, many families that can't have kids that would love to be able to adopt. Adopt them. Give them away. But there needs to be a system in place for that that they're working on. Whatever their belief system is, I feel that that they have to be honorable under the Bible in in having that baby. God has formed us in the womb. This is a life. This is something that we should be protecting. I think that could potentially unleash, you know, 
first it could open up the door to conversations around contraception and, you know, reproductive freedoms and um, technologies. And I think that will be explosive if and when that happens. I think a lot of what's fueled more traditional religion in recent decades has been this narrative of being the outsider, yes. you know, having your rights pushed aside and that yes. kind of thing. And I wonder how that'll change as it becomes clear that um, religious people have a very strong position legally and politically in this country. Right. So, um, you know, whether that'll change the dynamic and the culture. So that's something I'm watching. I'm still fascinated by this shift towards especially among young people in all these kind of nature and environmental based right. things. And it's a slow moving thing, but there's developments about space or neuroscience or psychedelics or whatever that I think there's just so much energy behind it. And Javid of the Los Angeles Times. My approach is like, what's going to be the big news of the nation and the world? And then what's the religion angle? That's how I always look at it. I think one thing is the climate and the environment. And there's been so much religious activism as well as reporting on this topic over the years. But I just think we as journalists need to pay more attention and do even more of it. You know, I was reporting on drought in Arizona this last year, and I, I was writing about a alfalfa farmer whose farm had gone dry and dead and kind of interviewing her about, and she's very religious too, about her beliefs on, on what this is all about. Um, and I was told essentially that it, it, it's horrible and she wants this to be fixed, but also God creates cycles and we got to abide by those. And I think she cited from the Bible for me. That's one example, right? But I, I think there's more to be written and reported and produced on that. At the Christian Chronicle, Bobby Ross Jr. has a long list of story possibilities. Will organized religion continue in sort of a free fall or will if we get out of the pandemic and people feel more comfortable coming out, will we start to see some of those numbers and some of those sanctuaries filling up again? I think COVID is a big story. I think that that abortion ruling coming in June or July from the Supreme Court, that's going to be a lot of religion-related questions. That's going to be a big thing regardless. I mean, we've got midterm elections, there's evangelicals and religion and you know, we still haven't really determined whether facts are going to matter because, you know, we're at an era of conspiracy theories. And honestly, a lot of conservative Christian people seem to be the ones believing and or spreading what don't seem to be truthful information. So, I mean, probably going to have just as big a news year next year as we did this year. Kalpana Jane at The conversation says she will keep one eye on domestic religion stories and the other on international faith news. As we are moving into the new year, I'm already thinking about how we are going to plan our abortion coverage because as we start the next year, I see that as a big issue coming up again. I mean, it's not gone, but we'll be picking it up. So already I'm starting to plan that. As far as the rest of the world and the U.S. goes, I think some of the issues are so similar. It's like the rise of nationalism. So. We are still covering that, the Christian nationalism story, and it's the same elsewhere. You know, I come originally from India and the rise of Hindu nationalism. You look around, it's like that's the story everywhere, whether it's Myanmar, so Buddhist nationalism. And then I'm thinking we for a brief while maybe lost track of the Afghanistan story and where it's going in terms of 
the further rise of fundamentalism, Taliban, etc. But those are some of the big stories probably we'll, you know, be chasing again next year. Nicola Menzi and Faithful Magazine will continue to monitor the religion issues that most impact Christian communities of color. The mental health aspect, that's definitely like an area, I think, that's starved for coverage, especially in ethnic minority Christian communities. It's just not talked about as much as it should be. And of course, the uh, boarding schools impacting Native communities, you know, very eager to see uh, more than a dozen Christian denominations in the Catholic Church where they end up when findings will start trickling out at some point next year. I want to see what happens with that and where we can plug in. That sounds like a plan. See what happens and where we can plug in with more reporting on religion and spirituality. The best of beats. That's our show for this week, and in fact, our show for the year. My thanks to all the reporters who tolerated my questions and were so generous with their time, their insight, and their work. They are Michelle Borstein of The Washington Post, Kalpana Jane of The Conversation, Javed Kalim at The Los Angeles Times, Nicola Menzi of Faithfully Magazine, and Bobby Ross Jr. of The Christian Chronicle. We'll have links to all the stories they read from on this episode's page on our website at www.interfaithradio.org. While you are there, you can also learn about us, read the show notes, sign up for our newsletter, and explore the archives. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or by searching Interfaith Voices in the podcatcher of your choice. And you can help us out by leaving a rating and a review. It helps others find us. We'll also have a web-only bonus where our guests discuss the religion stories of the year that were underreported or missed entirely. This week's episode was produced by me, Kimberly Winston, Kevin McCarthy, and Umbreen Khan. Thanks to our founder, Maureen Fiedler, for her vision, and MC Yogi for our theme music. Additional music by Blue Dot Sessions and Audio Binger. Inspired is a production of Interfaith Voices. We rely on the generous support of our listeners to bring you this show. I am your guest host, Kimberly Winston, wishing you the best in 2022.